Welcome to Tower Talks. I'm Ashley. And I'm Caitlin. This is the podcast where oversharing is caring and no subject is off limits. Hello, friends. <laughs> we, today we're going to be talking about a little bit of a spicy subject, um, spiritual warfare mm-hmm. and demonic activity and demonic influencing culture and basically just like literally everything around us right now yeah and what we can do about it yeah so take it away ash i know this is a thorn in your side <laughs> tell caitlin this is where i get all hot and bothered and y'all are gonna see my strong opinions come out <laughs> and be like girl you were just talking about how god promised peace is coming into your house <laughs> <laughs> But it's okay, because this is a problem, so I can stand up and speak against it, and that is fine. And and we should. Yeah. Strong like, opinions are fine if they can bring change yes. that needs to happen. Well, that's like we, I told you that time. Um, I was listening to some sermon, and this, this guy said just like how we, ha- we all have unique preferences. Mm-hmm. Like we have unique things that we like, certain foods, certain colors, clothes, whatever. He said, we also have unique annoyances. Yeah. And sometimes the things that annoy you the most are the things that you are the one that's called to change them. Yeah. And so, like, for example, the story of David and Goliath. Goliath had been pestering the Sioux out of these Israelites. Mm -hmm. And everybody just took it, you know, because they were like, well, he's big. big, And, you know, I don't want to mess with that. So I guess I'll just... Let him talk bad about us. And here comes David, and he's like, this doesn't bother you? Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not about to lay down and take this, you know? And so he actually, like, stood up and did something about it because it bothered him more than it bothered anybody else. Yeah. So well, let it bother you, girl. There are lots of things that bother me. <laughs> <laughs> let's, so let's, let's hear about it. <laughs> First of all, I was telling you that... It really does bother me that I can turn on my TV, turn on any social media, turn on a computer, pull up the news, listen to my kids talk about things that other kids are talking about, whatever, go in a store, and you are going to be bombarded Mm -hmm. with the sexual culture of America right now, Mm -hmm. whether that is premarital sex or, you know, whatever. Gay. Even just, like, innuendos. Yes. Like, like, it is just perfectly fine for it to be all in your face. Mm-hmm. And then, to like, the, we're going to get into it, the whole gay and LGBTQIA, whatever. <laughs> like, there are so many letters right now. I honestly don't, I read one yesterday that had, like, S2 at the end, and I was like, what does that even mean? What? <laughs> There's more. We're just adding. We're just adding to this. So I literally don't know all the letters right now. That was not a dig. So sorry if I messed that up. Anyway, but then you can go to church mm-hmm. and not hear anything about it. Mm-hmm. Like I would, on, I'm going to pay attention for a solid year and see if it is ever truly discussed or like spoken out against. And if you have any sermons, like, please send them to me because I actually want to hear them on the Christian platform. perspective and platform of speaking out against this. Because even, like, n- not even just at church, but, like, all of the podcasts we listen to, mm-hmm. all of the YouTube videos we watch, 
all of the TikToks we want, you know, or reels or whatever. Yeah. They're not even mentioned there. I have like two or three Instagram like influencer type people. One is literally just headlines, but she speaks her honest opinion on them. And the other one is she grew up in church. Her dad was a pastor, but she is like into facts. So she will study everything from Good for her both sides and then form her opinion and then she speaks out on topics and every time I'm like yes honey <laughs> like <laughs> preach please but those are really my only two but those are the ones that I look for and I'm like what is happening right now in the world and then yeah. honestly listen to their opinions because I'm like thank you for speaking out and bringing it back to what it is supposed to be mm-hmm well, even, like, let's touch on that for a second. Mm-hmm. You said she researched the facts on both sides. Yes. And then form made, like, an informed decision. Yeah. I think that that is a part of the large problem mm-hmm. that plagues America is we're in an echo chamber. And yeah. it's like, whatever my thoughts are, I'm just going to surround myself with people who only think like me. And so I'm only going to get the same feedback of what I already think. And it's like we're not willing to learn more about it. And that doesn't mean that you're going to change your mind. Yeah. You know? It just means that you are informed. And and so you know what you're talking about mm-hmm. when you address it. It's not just like one-sided. And so that to me is how we have actual conversations. Yeah. And bridge the gap between these two sides is you you have to reach over mm-hmm. <laughs> in a way and like and and grab their hand because you you have to know that like even though they're living in sin they Jesus still loves them yeah and so it's like we can't just yell at them mm-hmm. you know like you you gotta you gotta come to them with an understanding because you did your research right and so now can we have a conversation about it because I know my side and I know some of yours and let's talk about it. Yeah. Or even if you're approaching them for a conversation to allow them to inform you on different things, mm-hmm. like to be able just to honestly listen mm-hmm. to understand what the person is saying. Like we have completely lost that too. It's just mm-hmm. like, this is what I heard. So this is what I'm going to say. And I'm not actually going to listen to you or your opinion. I'm just going to argue. Mm-hmm. And that is not constructive at all. Like there's going to be no change with that. Everybody's just going to get mad and yell at each other. Right. And she's so good about that too. Like with this whole recent target thing. Oh, I don't know if y'all have all heard about that. Sure you have. But um, there's the whole like pride section and they had these swimsuits that were made for transgender people uh children yes transgender children yes your whole family can have these swimsuits that provide you extra fabric to cover your extra parts whenever (laughs) you want to put that um but then extra parts (laughs) (laughs) well it's a female swimsuit made for it's it's female friendly is what they called it tuck friendly and then at the same time, they have also partnered with a new designer who is purely a satanic worshiper. And he proudly displays that in all of his designs and on purpose and picks designs that are 
gender fluid as well and all the things. Well, not only that, but he's like straight up hateful mm-hmm. to anyone who is not in his same thinking. Yeah. Because he, what is it called when you're straight? Cisgender? Yes. Si- cisgender? Cis. I don't know. Yeah. How to, okay. Cisgender. It, like he had a, a pin or something that said bury cis feelings. Yeah. Like basically if you're if you're not in the lgbt whatever community you you don't matter yeah and then the big sweatshirt that they keep using is like change the system but it's cis for system Mm -hmm. um but even with the whole target thing this influencer looks at it from the both both sides and she says like this is completely wrong Mm -hmm. period But also how we are handling it as Christians and going in and being angry with the employees and like threatening them if they don't get it out of our store. The employees working there have literally nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. They are working to make money to provide for their family. And this is the job that they have. Mm -hmm. So both sides. That is wrong. But how are we handling it? Like Mm -hmm. that's not right either. So being able to speak out on both sides and really think about how we can affect change is the only thing that's going to actually do anything. Yeah. Just yelling about it, get mad is not working. Well, and also let's talk about the fact that this is spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. This is straight up demonic inspired. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is demons working through people. Yeah. So I've been reading a book lately called um, This Present Darkness. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> I'm reading it for the first time because even though it's been out for forever, like when I was younger, I was so terrified of demons. Like they were just so spooky and I didn't want anything to do with them. (laughs) So I used to pray like, God, I love you. I want to go to heaven, but like, can I just opt, opt out of the the spiritual warfare part? And what's funny is, after I prayed that prayer, I started having dreams about demons, mm-hmm. like multiple dreams about demons. And I'm, I think I've told you about some of them, but mm-hmm. it was like every time I would dream about a demon, I would stand up to them and I would use my authority. Sometimes I didn't have to say anything. I would just like stand up straight yeah. and look them in the eye and they would like run off screaming and like as if I was the scariest thing they'd ever seen in their whole life. And I was like... That was so easy. Yeah, because <laughs> like, you're just facing them head on. Yeah, so I was like, wait a minute. that That's what spiritual warfare is? Like, they're not scary. They're ugly. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to be afraid of them. Yeah. So anyway, I've started learning more about spiritual warfare. And so I'm reading This Present Darkness. It's a novel, so it's like a fictional story. But it very it illustrates very well and paints a very good picture of how spiritual things influence the natural Mm -hmm. and like how even some things that you say can be inspired by spiritual goings on. So anyway, um, I do think it's important to, to recognize that, to recognize that like our, our fight is really not against flesh and blood it is against the powers and principalities of this dark world so it's 
like you were saying, it's not the target employees right. <laughs> that we need to fight. Yeah. It is the spiritual principality that has a chokehold on this nation. Mm-hmm. And how we do that, I think, is through prayer. Yeah. And you were talking about that, too. Like praying things out of there. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, too, like everybody's thing now is just to boycott or cancel. And like, while, yes, that serves a purpose because then they lose money and then they see like, we're not going to stand for this. With all of it going on right now, there are so many companies like mm-hmm. that I could just spout off. And there's a million Pretty much more. every store you go into yeah. is, yeah, so under one of those umbrellas. going to be nearly impossible to affect all of them by mm-hmm. boycotting. So we have to just pray about it in general. Like, not in general, very specifically. Mm-hmm. But pray over the situation and, like you said, the chokehold that it has on the nation because that affects everybody. Yeah. Well, I think when it comes to, like, boycotting, you have to follow your own convictions that the Holy Spirit gives you. Yeah. Because he may, like lead you to boycott something completely different than he leads me to boycott because like you Mm -hmm. said you can't you can't boycott all of them right i mean you want to never buy groceries again you know like it's impossible to to get rid of all of it and like you were saying it it does make them lose money they got a lot of money Mm -hmm. you know so like even if we collectively came together and were able to like hit them hard enough where it hurt their wallet, like yeah, they probably got 50 other companies that are doing just fine. So I, I don't think the money aspect needs to be the number one focus. Right. I think that the spiritual aspect needs to be the number one focus. Okay. Hit them where it hurts spiritually yeah because even if i affect your money but you still are able to affect other people and what they're believing and standing for like i'm not going against your motives at all like Mm -hmm. your motives are to influence other people and what they're believing and backing up so if you still have enough people buying that product just because i'm not buying your product anymore you're not going to care because Mm -hmm. you're still accomplishing what you set out to accomplish right so we got to pray against their motives around all of it. Yeah. And and that's another thing that that book kind of talks about is how influential prayer is mm-hmm. to impact spiritual warfare. Yeah. And like what what it does in the spiritual realm. Because God is God. God is very big. He could do it all himself. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. he's got all the power, you know. But that that is a way that he like allows us to help. Yeah. And allows us to play a part in this because like we said back in the pain and suffering thing like when he created all of this he gave adam and eve dominion over the earth Mm -hmm. authority over the earth and he has given that back to us but if we're not practicing it Mm -hmm. like and then like you were just saying with the demons in your dreams if you just stood up to it or just said something to them they all fleed Mm -hmm. so we have to step into our authority and use our words against things and that just reminded me about the whole Adam and Eve thing. There is a command in one of the first verses to Adam and Eve that said, fill the earth and subdue it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, when I think about subduing something, 
I think about like wrestling it to the ground almost, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, like hog tie that thing, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, make it, make it to where yeah, it, it make cannot, it yeah, it cannot stand against you because it, mm-hmm. it's put in its place yeah. kind of thing. And I think that's what we have to do. And, and we're not going to do that by yelling at target employees. And we, we've got to pray about it. That's, and, and it's not just like feeble prayers either. Yeah. It's like interceding for change. Mm-hmm. And then this is kind of not off topic, but a shift. We were talking a lot too about the church's role. And mm-hmm. if I, or let's just use our story as an example, when we approached other people to step in and help us, we felt like, we were just kind of left out, you know, like, okay, we'll pray for that. Like, mm-hmm. you're doing good. Keep going. And that's it. But if we truly can come alongside people and support them and help them and champion them through whatever they're going through mm-hmm. and be a welcoming place, then those people are going to go out and say, when I was going through something or when I was struggling to understand this topic or when I was, you know, whatever, my church helped me. They came alongside me. They had resources and all of that. So come with me. Mm-hmm. Like they're going, you're going to get more impact by how you treat people. But yeah. if we're just in here trying to get people in our building to have numbers and stuff, but having no impact in their life or mm-hmm. affecting change with them or speaking life into them and providing them with the things they need, like, okay, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, because Jesus said go and make disciples he didn't say put on a show and get the disciples to come to you right you know and i think that that's where just in general the church as a whole has gotten a little off track from our from our main objective Mm -hmm. because it's like and and this kind of goes back to the way i grew up a little bit is is sometimes i felt like congratulations you're in yeah. Like, you made it to heaven, now go tell other people. And I was like, tell them what? Like, what do I do? Yeah. And I just think that there was a lack of discipleship. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's kind of what we're missing is, and, and all discipleship is, I love the way Jenny Donnelly explained it. She said, it is just being two steps ahead of somebody and reaching your hand back and going, step here. Yeah. Step here. You know, because... I I just went through there. It's safe to step here. Right. It's just leading them through the next step. You do not have to be a preacher. You do not have to go to seminary. Exactly. You do not have to study your Bible cover to cover before you can do anything. Mm -hmm. It is just saying, hey, guys, I just learned how to to pray effectively. Let me show you. You know, like just, just walking them through that next step. And... I think that that is where Gen Z is coming in hot mm-hmm. because um, I know we talk a lot about the podcast that we listen to <laughs> on this podcast. This is a podcast about other podcasts, <clears throat> but in, on Sadie Robertson Huff's podcast, um, what what is that guy's name? JP? Yes. J- um, I don't know his real name. I'll look it I up. mean, his full name. Anyway. He was talking about how 
he thinks that Gen Z is the generation that is just done with perception management. Mm -hmm. Like, I am so done with trying to control how other people see me. I'm done with trying to, like, be the good girl and keep up my reputation and all of this stuff. Like, they're just over it. And they're just, like, being completely real. Yeah. And so the Gen Z that is in the church is going to change things. Mm -hmm. Because they're the ones who are, like, I'm being authentic in my walk with Jesus. And that authenticity spreads like a wildfire. Yeah. But the thing is that, like, Gen Z outside the church is also spreading like wildfire. Mm -hmm. And so we've got to foster that next generation. We have to get better at discipleship. Because if we're not discipling that younger generation, we're screwed. Yeah. So if everybody, like you said, so if I come to you and say, this is what I'm struggling with, and you're like, I know, I was just there. And you grab my hand and pull me to where you are. Mm -hmm. Then if somebody else is right behind me, I can say, come over here. Like, I can help you over here. I pull them. Same thing for them. Same thing for them. That is how you're going to grow the church. Mm -hmm. But if I'm also in a church where I feel like my needs, like I am not being discipled or served at all. I am just being expected to serve everyone else Mm -hmm. when I am like over here struggling and calling out for help. I'm going to (laughs) leave. Yeah. I'm going to go find something else. So things could be so different. Well, and I think that, too, a a lot of the, like, church goals are, like, Mm -hmm. become a mega church. Like, just grow, grow, bigger, 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 which, in a way, like, if you are getting people in the doors and getting them saved, awesome, Mm -hmm. you know? But if that is your objective, then you do lose the discipleship. You lose the the one-on-one connection. I can come alongside you because I'm not spread so thin Yeah, that I can't talk to anybody, mm-hmm. you know? It's like kind of the difference in a small town and a big city. Yeah. Like small town, everybody knows everybody. Everybody's all up in each other's business. Mm-hmm. But in a big city, you can be surrounded by people and feel so alone. Yeah. Because... You're not connected with anyone. And this may just be my personal preference. I'm not a city girl. I like the small town because I like that that mm-hmm. sense of connection. Yeah. So. Well, then, too, it's so much easier to, like, take care of your people. Mm-hmm. And then they take care of their people. Mm-hmm. And it spreads that way instead of everybody, like, just a huge group of numbers, but nobody knows anything. Yeah. Think, and I think that we can inspire change there, too, by praying. Yeah. So. Moral of the story. Pray <laughs> it out. <laughs> so what would you say is, from your experience, let's practice this discipleship <laughs> thing. From your experience, what is the best, most effective way to pray? to pray like what is what is interceding for something like that look like for you seeing what it could be and calling it in Mm. like speaking it as if it already is Mm -hmm. that's really good 
because sometimes I struggle with that. I'm like, I don't even know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, can we just not do this that's currently here? Yeah. But I do like that of like reaching into the future and, and pulling that. Because mm-hmm. then even like with kids right now, they have so much bombarding them about what they're supposed to be or what they should be doing or all the million different directions that they could go. But if you can get that or like see what they truly are designed to be by God and then start speaking that into their life or like speaking into who you see them to truly be, like that's going to grow. What a perfect segue into our next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Next week, we will be talking all about identity. Oh, yeah. Be sure to stay tuned for that. Keep praying, guys. The whole purpose of this podcast is so that people will feel less alone in their struggles by the topics we're covering. And so if you know someone who could be helped by this episode, feel free to share it with them just so that they feel like they're seen. And if you have any comments or questions or even topics that you want us to discuss, feel free to share those with us too at Tower Talks Podcast on Facebook or Instagram.